0: Again, that's over at sellingthecouch.com forward slash Thryzer, and be sure to enter the promo code STC. So we'll jump right into today's podcast session. Hello, hello, welcome to session 249 of Selling the Couch. This is a really special episode of the Selling the Couch podcast because by the time this podcast airs, the Selling the Couch podcast will have crossed the one million download mark. I don't even know what to say. I remember first starting this and just being so scared. In fact, I actually put this podcast off for five months from the time that I had the idea and I thought something like one million downloads was something maybe that would happen in twenty or twenty five years. I never expected it to happen in five years and so I think most of all, I'm just so grateful to each of you for taking the time to listen, to share this podcast with our colleagues. I was trying to decide what to do with this episode, and I thought it would be really interesting just to title this episode, Five Years and One Million Downloads, the pieces of advice that I would tell myself if starting a podcast Today, I wanted to invite you to download the free online course guide. If you are thinking about launching an online course and just want some things that have been helpful uh, for me and some of the tough lessons that I learned along the way, you can again download that over at sellingthecouch.com forward slash online course guide. And as I mentioned right at the beginning, we're actually starting a live cohort called Online Course School. This is a great opportunity to join with other therapists to validate and launch and record your online course. The best way to find out about this and to keep updated when the core launches is to download, again, the online course guide over at sellingthecouch.com forward slash online course guide. So as I mentioned What I'm going to do is I'm actually going to share the pieces of advice with you right here at the beginning, just so that if you would like, you can kind of take big bullet pointed notes. And then what we'll do is we'll go into each one of those. So the number one tip is just get started. The number two tip is podcast around your schedule versus what you think people need or coming from a place of fear. Number three is don't get hung up on the metrics or the numbers. Number four is have money set aside for editing. Number five is try to see if there are companies creating products and services for your ideal listeners before you start. And then number six is plan four to six weeks ahead in terms of content. And the bonus one is I'm going to share a little bit about just the focus on just being a creator and serving others through your podcast first before thinking about some of these other things while, or while simultaneously thinking about it. So let's dive right in. So the number one tip that I would give the younger self, especially if I were starting a podcast currently, is... Just get started. I know that sounds like a really, like maybe a lame piece of advice, like Mel. Yeah, that makes perfect sense. But as I mentioned at the intro, when I first had the idea for STC, I thought, you know, this would be really cool. It, you know, the idea for assigning the couch actually started because I was in a group practice and I was meeting with two of my friends who were also in the group practice. And we would meet about once every other month or every six weeks or so just to talk about having our own solo practices and learning business things. And then, you know, I just randomly had an idea of like, I wonder if other folks would benefit from this information. And so, but from that point to when I started the podcast, it was five months. And so, one, I just want to tell you that that's a common thing that really happens to a lot of folks that are thinking about podcasting in that they have a really good idea But then they let fear and the overwhelm stop them. And so what I would encourage you is you literally just need a mic. Although I would invest in a quality mic. Quality doesn't have to mean expensive. You can go to sellingthecouch.com forward slash mic to see my latest podcast mic recommendation that's budget-friendly and quality. And then you also just need a desktop or a laptop your first episode that you ever record will be the scariest episode that you will record. You likely will have a fair amount of nausea and anxiety for the first 15 episodes or so, and definitely the first few times that you interview someone. I remember even with my very first episode, I recorded that episode, I think three or four times because I was so self-conscious about my voice and I was so self-conscious about saying ums and ahs, which I feel like I've gotten a little bit better with not saying those as much. But I think just having compassion for that has definitely been helpful. And I, and I want you to know, especially for us as clinicians, I feel like the perfectionism and the desire to want to get it perfect really creeps up at the beginning of podcasting. Um, I in fact remember the first fifteen episodes and those first few interviews, I would literally have like sweat dripping down because I was just so nervous. And you know, what I realized is for the first fifty episodes of Selling the Couch, they were good episodes like in terms of the content, but in terms of finding my voice and having that confidence, I felt like I needed to get through those first 50 episodes just to get into a flow and to be confident. In fact, if you listen to some of the earlier episodes of STC, you notice that I followed a very like prescribed template, mainly because I was really scared to deviate from certain questions and all of those different things. I think of podcasting the same way as the very first time we ever see like a mock client, right? Or have our very first crisis situation. We fumble through both of those situations, but you're pre- better prepared the next time and the time after that and the time after that. So the real key with podcasting is just to get started and realize that there's going to be a season where you're gonna get your need to get your bearings and that it does get easier and you get more into a flow over time. The number two piece of advice that I would share is podcast around your schedule versus what you Think your listeners need or coming from a place of fear. So the very first year that I had STC, I don't know if you guys remember this, but I literally podcasted every single week except the week between Christmas and New Year's and then the week of Thanksgiving, mainly because I was just so scared that people would stop listening. And the truth is, I didn't actually share this, but after that first year I remember feeling so burnt out and wondering how in the world I was going to sustain doing a podcast like this. And so what I would encourage you is before you even record your first episode of your podcast, take out your calendar and circle the months that you will not podcast. So I know that makes no sense, but plan the months that you will not podcast. So for me, for example, I take off in April, August, November, and December. So basically three months on, one month off, except at the end of the year when it's two months on and two months off. This single action will keep you refreshed as a podcaster. So in fact, what I often do with podcast episodes, this this episode is actually a little bit different because I'm actually just recording this the week before this, we hit this big 1 million milestone, because I just wanted to make it a little more personal. But typically, actually, what I do is I actually record most of the podcast sessions during my off months. So really, I'm not really I'm getting like a three-month break from podcasting. Now, you can't do that at the very beginning, so I would follow this other script, which is, you know, create your content for three months and then take one month off. You'll just feel a lot more refreshed. And there's actually this thing called pod fading in the podcasting world, which is basically what it sounds like. Someone who starts a podcast and they can't sustain the momentum, so then they end up fading. In fact, uh, I was talking to my podcast editor the other week. And uh, they mentioned that the typical podcaster only has about seven episodes. So if you have more than seven episodes, and you are doing fantastic. And one of the reasons why typical podcasters only have seven episodes has to do with monetization. So I'll mention that here a little bit later about some of the strategies and, and tips that I could give to you. The The number three tip that I would share with you is don't get hung up on the metrics or the numbers. So this is a huge temptation when you're f- first getting started. So you might use a podcast host. In fact, you should use a podcast host, a place to store your podcast. And then that podcast host sends it, sends out your podcast to all of these different directories like iTunes and Stitcher and SoundCloud and Google and all of, and Spotify and all of these different places. Right. But within those podcast hosts, you can actually then check your numbers. You can check where downloads are coming from. And I remember, especially the very f- first several months of STC, maybe it's a, little, it's a little embarrassing, but I'll just be honest. I think I would check those numbers probably around 10 to 15 times a day just because I was so worried about people listening and whether it would resonate And it's, and I completely get it. At the very beginning, you want your numbers to do well. But what I noticed is it started really affecting my self-esteem and my self-worth. So I would get like focus on the numbers. And then I would, if the numbers didn't hit a certain level, then I would be like, oh, this podcasting thing, I should have never done it. And it's just, it's a slippery slope. And you just don't, you don't want to put your self-worth as a creator a business number, or a business owner in, in download numbers. Well, you guys might be wondering what podcast hosting service I use. Currently, I use Lipsyn, L-I-B-S-Y-N. And if I ever update that at all, you can go to sellingthecouch.com forward slash podcast host, all one word. So number four is have money set aside for editing. Now you might be like, Mel, but you told me just to launch a, you know, have a mic and a laptop and you're good to go in terms of recording your podcast. All of that's true. In fact, I actually, and maybe this is sort of what other folks in the podcasting space, especially that Teach Podcasting would, would share, but I actually think that not everyone should start a podcast. I think every clinician has a podcast within them, but I don't think every clinician should start a podcast. In fact, what I think you should do is you should look at the season of your life and does it make sense for you to start a podcast? And then you should definitely only start a podcast if you have an established business. You're at that point where you realize, you know, I love one-on-one work. I'm full or I'm at my ideal max. And what I really want to do is I want to start Growing my impact and my income beyond the therapy room. And so a podcast allows you, to, gives you a platform in order to become an authority in a certain niche or space. But what that also means is you want to have money set aside for editing. Because recording these podcasts, honestly, they're, it's pretty easy, right? You rec- you set up a, a microphone and you plug it in and, and you just record, right? Like I'm using GarageBand right now and I'm recording this episode. But the second part of this is having an editor edit that podcast episode I feel like editing is such a, it's an important step. I know that not all folks, I know that some folks might be like, oh, you just need to, you know, as soon as you record, just put the episode out there. I actually don't feel like that's the right thing. The main reason is because all of our podcast listeners they're taking time out of their day to listen, right? And so when you take that extra time to edit a podcast, take out any awkward pauses, make sure the sound quality is really good, all of that kind of stuff is just you're valuing your listeners. And I feel like that, that value, your listeners will really appreciate that. So I, so back to this thing of editing. So it's just good to have an editor because editing can take time. And if, and especially if it's not even something that you're really interested in, what you really want to do is have fun conversations with people and record solo episodes. It makes a lot of sense just to hire out and do an editor. You can go to sellingthecouch.com forward slash podcast editor. That'll take you to the current editor that I'm using. And then the next tip is try to see if there are companies creating products and services for your ideal listeners before you start. The only reason I say this is because I think one of the biggest reasons that podcasters pod fade, for example, they stop after those seven episodes, is that they haven't thought, they have a great idea for a podcast, but they haven't thought about how they will generate revenue from their podcast. So this is why it's really good to just to take a step back and figure out, okay, what are some of the other companies that are creating products, services? Are there people that are hosting conferences for my ideal listeners, because all of those are future folks that can be advertisers on your podcast. You can form partnerships with them. You can serve in advisory roles. So for example, I'm starting to serve on, had just wonderful opportunities to be an advisor for a handful of companies that I, I personally use. And things like that. You can do consulting. You can create affiliate income, affiliate partnerships, all of those different things. So literally what I would do is before you start your podcast, do a Google search of whatever your niche is and then do like comma companies or blogs and see what other blogs are out there. See what those blogs are. See what companies those blogs are advertising. See what products and services that you use personally and see if they line up with things that your ideal podcast listeners would also use. That simple tip right there, because if you're using it, you are familiar with that product. And especially if you have bring on sponsors like for advertising for your podcast, then you can speak more more specifically to your experience with that product. And so it's beneficial for you. It's beneficial for the advertiser as well. The next tip that I would share with you is plan four to six weeks ahead with your podcast episodes. Now you might be like, oh my gosh, Mel, I am scrambling just to get my next podcast episode out there. Trust me, I know, I know the struggle. And this is something that I definitely struggled with for the first couple of years, where I was like, Oh, my gosh, I have to get something out. And I better get a better record something or I better reach out to someone. The other side of this is doing that is very stressful. And it just I'm all I think, as STC grows, you know, I think a lot about Dr. Amber Lida, Amber, shout out to you, said we were having a conversation uh, several weeks ago and Amber said, you know, she wants to create a a business that's all about ease and flow. And I just thought, what a great phrasing. And that's something that I want with STC as well. And so if you create these episodes four to six weeks ahead, you get more into that ease and flow. You're not coming from a place of stress and scrambling in order to get, you know, episodes and all of those things lined up. Now, strategically as a business owner, it's also a really good idea to be planful because this will allow you to start lining up episodes with products and services. So for example, let's say that you've got a retreat that's coming up in October. I know we're right in the middle of COVID, but I am hopeful that by next year we will have some sense of new normal, but that would also mean that we can do retreats and all of those kind of things. So let's say you've got a retreat that's coming up next October. So for example, you could start to line up your August and September episodes around the content of that retreat. So let's say you may have some guests that are also joining you on that retreat. So maybe you interview them in August and September, or you know the theme of your retreat. And so you might give sort of a glimpse in one of your solo episodes And then have a call to action for that retreat at the end of the episode. And so then you're providing value to your listeners. You're establishing yourself as an authority. And then you have a simple call to action and invitation for folks who are interested to join you in this retreat. So once you start to line up like that, then those are like simple and great ways to really start generating income. I wanted to wrap up with sort of this bonus tip, which I was thinking a lot about this which is I think big part of why STC has grown to the rate that it's grown is I and again this isn't even I struggle to say this because I don't want to come across as arrogant or boastful or anything so please know it's not really my intent but I think when I you know with STC I think the thing I often think about is how do I create each of these episodes as a way to serve each of you right and so I realize, you know, there's the content of these episodes, there's strategies and tips on here. For example, even this episode, right? This is five years worth of knowledge into compacted into a 20 minute or so episode, right? But so I try to make these episodes really high value, because I'm just a big believer that income will follow serving others. And As I mentioned at the beginning, you know, I had this idea for this podcast and it was based on these two conversations that I would have with two of my colleagues who were in a group practice with me. I never imagined that the podcast would turn into a full-time business for me. I never imagined it would run, you know, it would lead to sponsorships, having levels of influence that I just never imagined, having like advisory roles. Um, getting to, you know, speak at conferences, forming amazing friendships with colleagues, and even getting, even though, like, for me, this has been like a slow and steady journey. Last year, the STC actually passed the six-figure revenue mark, and I just never imagined that. I mean, this was right in the middle of us having a one-year-old and going through a whole NICU experience and everything. And I just, I'm convinced more than ever That if you do things for the right reasons, that if you do it from a perspective of just wanting to help and be helpful to others, income and influence will follow. So if you do things for the right reasons, income and influence will follow. So I hope you enjoyed this podcast session, just to give a little behind the scenes. And I hope this has given you some different tips and strategies, especially if you are thinking about podcasting and starting a podcast. I also wanted to turn you into two free resources that are on the STC blog. They're both podcasting workshops. They're absolutely free. And so the first one is a live one that you can find that over at sellingthecouch.com forward slash podcasting workshop. I do these live ones a couple of times a year. And the next one is actually coming up here in August of 2020 as I record this. And if you're listening to this later, you can always go to that link to find out when the next live one is. I also have one that's called a evergreen workshop so that basically means you can sign up a day and a time that works for you it's not live it's actually pre-recorded and but the content is very similar to the live the only difference is on the live there's a live Q&A where you can actually ask me questions but I know all of our lives are busy so you can find that over at sellingthecouch.com forward slash podcasting workshop e.g. So the letter E and the letter G, EG means evergreen. So sellingthecouch.com forward slash podcasting workshop EG. I wanted to invite you to download the free online course guide. If you are thinking about launching an online course and just want some things that have been helpful uh, for me and some of the tough lessons that I learned along the way, you can again download that over at sellingthecouch.com forward slash online course guide and as I mentioned right at the beginning, we're actually starting a live cohort called Online Course School. This is a great opportunity to join with other therapists to validate and launch and record your online course. The best way to find out about this and to keep updated when the core launches is to download, again, the online course guide over at sellingthecouch.com forward slash online course guide. And look forward to serving you as we continue to as Selling the Couch continues to grow and we continue to have more and more of these episodes. Have a great day. Bye. Thanks for listening to the Selling the Couch podcast. For more great content and to stay up to date, visit www.sellingthecouch.com.